When we think of DLT build-outs and digitization, pretty much there are always three projects that come to mind. You have uh, you have the ASX, you have SDX, and you have Deutsche Wurst's D7. So it's an absolute um, pleasure to be able to really dig into uh, the arguably the, the most advanced of the three today uh, with uh, with Jens Hachmeister from Deutsche Borsa. So th thanks very much, Jens, for joining us. For me, what's the key is that we have a, a, a one of the largest um, financial market infrastructures in the world looking at bringing together post-trade, digital and regulated environment all into into in, under one roof. And I think for me, the, the fascinating thing is that uh, we're now at the end of the beginning, if I understand right, from a D7 perspective, you're absolutely right, and I, I and and I think we have we have we have just uh, really passed uh, uh, to me a, a real major milestone because I, I, if I, I would I would put it like this, over the last year we've really tell, told and propelled the story that the the nature of the security will change, so the security will turn into a digital object, into a smart digital object, which will be the golden source to I, I keep saying to a community of. Of, of users uh, really to uh, to make markets more efficient but um, in the future then even in my view to to open up new possibility to market uh, um, to market participants to then um, and really develop new products and new market solutions which is to me the, the even the more intriguing thing than on the on the efficiency side but having having yeah. talked about the um, um, the 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 security as a digital asset. We we like uh, to use the the music industry as a as an analogy. So we say, okay, what the MP3 is for a song in it in its digital shape and form is for us then what we call the digital instrument uh, for the. Um, for the financial industry, and based on based on German regulation with D7, we've really built this out for for a market segment of certificates and warrants. And you are right. We have we have taken it live in in production uh, as of fifteenth of uh, of September, and um, uh, and we have um, uh, probably this is already a bit uh, on the wires in the background. We have seen the first issuances come through. So if you would open our digital um, central register as of now, you would see uh, three new entries, and these are then really processed end to end. Uh, in 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 in, uh, in in at this stage still using a front end uh, uh, through um, through um, I would say digitization engine with smart contracts and auto event processing into this central uh, digital register and this is this is where we are at and this is really for me groundbreaking because this is really the first step into this age of digital securities which are which are self administrating and um, have auto event handling really. And the issuers will be able to issue products intraday, which means if you look at this market segment, that what has been as a, a headache in the past, like that you have to decide on on uh, product specifics like two three days in advance, not knowing where the market would uh, would carry you in in two three days, they can they can or could now uh, decided kind of um, on the spot and uh, and issue the same day. And, and therefore reduce uh, uh, early knockouts or uh, improve their their ability to finally sell um, um, structured products, really. You've gone through a lot of the benefits there. But I mean, when you first went to the investment committee and you said, right, this is what we're going to do, this is the benefits that we're going to bring, 
what what was this what was the kind of i suppose the ultimate the business case that you that you saw coming into this in terms of the quantum of impact that you could bring to the market i would say um first of all if you if you really go back then um then deutsche börse we 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 went or we entered the space already back in 2015 we did Three years we went through uh, ideation exploration. Then, um, obviously, we uh, we did um, a kind of targeted portfolio of certain um, proof of concept and early um, early solutions, which was between 2018 and 2020. Really, 2020, we decided to. Um, to really see, okay, how can we now create this kind of um, infrastructure, which would be then the backbone for um, for an ecosystem? And I would say, obviously, certain things needed to fall into places. One, obviously, was that that regulation was ready. And if you look at our core markets, which are clearly in Europe, Germany, and Luxembourg, I would say you can do two big check marks that both regulatory environments are are ready now or have started to become ready back in 2020 with the Blockchain Act in Luxembourg and the E-Securities Act in Germany. So that was one foundation we needed. And the other thing, obviously, was the fact that um, we worked uh, closely with with more than 10 um, issuers in that space to really kind of generate um, market uh, a market benefit and, and, and really to, A, develop the model in market design and functionality, and at the same time to kind of size the um, um, the, the the benefit which would which would result from interday issuance from uh, less reconciliation from the fact that um, they could potentially then stream uh, static data um, event data in future that was the kind of pre work which needed to be done before I could uh, go uh, in in front of our uh, our committees and say look this could be the kind of hook the kind of initial I would say use case asset class um, to really get this going because um, I my point always is the first use case and the first um, a transaction will never pay infrastructure investments. I mean this is clear, but you need this kind of um, really hook which is strong enough and and good enough and and um, I would claim that this market segment um, uh, which we are talking about, even though it is a, a very domestic driven one. Um, offers us the possibility to, over time, digitize 2 million securities because our the market in, in uh, certificates and warrants uh, is around 2 million active ISINs in Clearstream uh, Banking uh, Frankfurt with a turnover of 50% of it uh, year over year and uh, up to 30,000 new issuances a day. And if you can digitize up to 30,000 issuances on a daily basis, then digitization engine makes a lot of things, uh, a lot of sense. Um, filling a digital register makes a lot of sense. So you have this kind of critical mass um, um, uh, in, in the beginning. And then if you add other asset classes to it, be it um, debt capital markets, uh, product, be it funds, be it even alternative assets up to cryptos, then you are building on a, on a foundation of, of flow, which is already there. I mean, obviously, we have pilot clients and we, we need now to migrate the this kind of first community onto the platform. But it's uh, um, in, in all fairness, it's a pretty strong initial case, which we claim we have as, mm. as Deutsche Börse and Clearstream here. Yeah, absolutely. No, so digging into the intraday issuance, if I may, 
the uh, the T plus one hour issuance. I mean, is that something that, uh, you know, obviously there's many steps to an issuance. The experience that you're hearing from the issuers that have come through and the ones that you did with the pilot, including all of the steps that they have to take on the back end. I mean, are we starting to see that kind of material impact come through? We see it slowly come through. And I'll tell you why. The one thing is D7, We look if we look at D7, it's always end-to-end or back-to-back. And uh, I would claim end-to-end in the way we look uh, uh, at the digital asset, that's the digital security, so from issuance to redemption, including all the events, but very much end-to-end, connecting the kind of endpoints of um, of the of the respective industry or part of the industry. So issuers to investors. In this case, it is finally the retail investor. But we need to, when we, when we talk about design, we need to bear in mind that, uh, and, and if we talk about intraday issuance, we need to come to a point where we really create this intraday experience really end to end so from the from the time the the product designer on the on the issuer side is designing the product pressing the button until the the new product is added to um to uh, um to on vista for example or to any kind of um um, um retail client uh, display of of certificates and warrants so this uh, including listing and trading venues etc and we are now really we are now digging our way through to exactly create this end to end experience and once we 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 fully have it and we we'll, we we'll, um uh, we'll have um, already um, exchange venues uh, connected here, and uh, some uh, market data um, providers are already um, uh, asking uh, how to how to connect. Um, and once we have this experience, then we really get to the full benefit. Another thing, I I I I I need to add probably, um, it is it is finally about a changed user experience, and um, and changing user experience means that. Uh, people and 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 uh, involved parties in this need to change the the way they operate, and it is very much on the issuer side. So the issuer, they have to change their behavior. Say, ah, I can now react on market uh, uh, market movements much better. So the way I design products, in my view, will change over time. I was doing a speech the other day, and then uh, I used the um, the music analogy, and my colleague Gerd he created the kind of um, Spotify. Uh, a moment, not the Kodak moment, probably the, the Spotify moment now we are at. Um, but I was telling that the, that the real superstar, superstars are DJs because they can they can create their songs digital and distribute it right away. And the real superstars, in my view, will be the product designers. We are too much too tech savvy in, in in this old discussion. And yes, we are talking about efficiencies, which which come along with all this. We are talking whether it's DLT or not. To me, it's important. It is digital. The, the the game changer will be the digital object, and the creativity will be with the product designers. Because um, I'm waiting till the first one is screaming and shouting, "Hey, I want to have this kind of crossover products. Uh, my next um, certificate uh, will uh, will is a bonus certificate with uh, with staking revenues, or I uh, I'll have the next uh, commercial paper uh, with settlement currency USDC." So. Um, once we have this discussion, then we are at the right point. And Clearstream wants to be the enabler to exactly provide this infrastructure to enable growth to the clients. We are too much of: is it a public protocol? Is it uh, is it private permissioned? Is it central? Is it decentral? Finally, 
I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't understand the technology behind uh, Spotify. But do I do understand if the DJ has launched its new project, I can add it to my playlist in the next second, and I can stream it. To your point, and we need to come to that point. So mm. the, the 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 change in user experience and digital infrastructure will enable us, and this is exactly the the thought behind D7. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, and it makes perfect sense. Let's walk through basically how the platform works then, just briefly, if we can. So, so to your point, you've got the product designer. Um, how do, how do all the various part, parties interact? Because one of the key things here is this is digitization, not necessarily DLT in every piece. So, it'd be great just to walk through that if we can. I would say, if we talk about connectivity to the platform. We we have in principle we have three ways to connect. Two are there, or one is there. Two more to come. So you will be able to connect via a front end, so via a UI. You will be able to connect via an API, which uh, which will be ready as of November. And then potentially, you might connect in future via a node. And why do I say in future via a node? Because probably. If you look at it um, from a connectivity perspective, maybe our clients want to connect once to browse the entire universe. And the question is, if you want, if you if you need to connect to different nodes of for different protocols, then the question is, is the not the predominant connectivity? But but future will show, the market will show. But these are the three three ways to connect to the platform. So UI there, API to be launched in November. For kind of mass issuance, and then uh, and then the not um, in the course of next year. Second, we have what I would call what we call a DI execution or the the digitization engine. This is where the magic happens, where we have um, the kind of um, uh, uh, process language and the and the and the um, um, smart contracts, um, uh, which enable you to build the products. And uh, here we we are we are using a solution uh, uh, we are using demo from digital assets to have this kind of lifecycle management, and then obviously once you have this engine, you can add new products to it by adding new smart contracts to it. So this is the piece, and obviously digital assets to go a bit deeper in technology. It sits on uh, what is called Canton, which is the kind of um, um, uh, the network layer. Uh, in a, in a private permission space or uh, combining um, privacy and securities and DLT elements at the same time, and then we have what uh, what we call the the routing engine. This is to me always the nerve system of the of the architecture because we will not only connect front ends and we we will connect uh, legacy to it. We will in future connect um, DLTs and, and 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 protocols to it, but as well we might connect. Um, uh, payment rates to it, or um, uh, even uh, traditional formats like Swift. And in order to do this event processing, we need what we call um, what we call uh, um, the routing engine. And technology-wise, it's uh, it's Kafka behind it. It's it's a Kafka um, um, solution, which we which we use um, when the when the uh, when the DI execution is the brain. Then the nerve system is is uh, is the routing engine based on Kafka, and then we have um, the the elements of I would say central and decentral uh, registers. We have the central register, which is uh, cloud based. It's a um, it's a Microsoft product which we are using, um, and then we'll add um, the other element, uh, one or more um, um, DLT or blockchain 
or, or decentral uh, or in, in German terms, it is, it is a crypto register. But I would say decentral registers based on uh, a certain protocols. And then below, we have... Um, we have legacy. Yeah, we have we have the Clearstream legacy, and uh, because for the first market segment we are operating, we are still sticking to um, traditional uh, settlement rails, which is target to securities, no? uh, which is so to say handling finally cash and securities in a in a, in a settlement way. Um, so this is one uh, uh, one element. If we have like non-CSD products, then probably we can we can use the decentral register um, to to uh, create a kind of DVP on chain if you if you want so. But finally, coming back and sorry, these were the, these are the kind of key elements, um, and which we obviously then extend like the more. The more uh, asset classes we see, the more um, um, smart contracts and 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 lifecycle management we are adding. Obviously, the more um, um, I, call, I would say external um, um, interfaces or um, things we are we are connecting, um, the, the 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 richer the nerve system will get. And this can be um, payment rails like traditional payments in Target, be it um, Tips, be it uh, the Target system, Swift, etc. But new uh, new um, payments as well. So having talked about USDC as a settlement engine, then obviously we need to connect an an kind of um, a solution out of the Ethereum family. So the 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 the, the great wide open uh, in a way. Um, but this is coming back to connectivity, being creative. This is what we want to enable, and finally choice. Yeah, because because. Um, we want to uh, provide choice to the to the users of D7, um, and talking about the ecosystem um, with the API, we are able not only to connect our own front end, but even uh, other third party applications. So uh, I would say, without um, kind of uh, um, promising too much or uh, revealing too much, um, we are talking to a um, uh, platform. They are. They have a solution around e-notes, yeah? so uh, promissory notes, and they say, oh, if we could turn this into a digital security, finally, that would be cool. Why can't we connect to D7? And this is exactly the kind of ecosystem we want to run. For me, the consistent theme of what you, as you go through it, is that this is all about just being an engine that plugs into today's world. So, you know, when, when you, I mean, you mentioned the connection to legacy, which I'm sure has been a lot of great fun for you guys, but ultimately... Mm -hmm. You know, across the industry, what you're doing is is starting with a user interface, starting with APIs, starting with T2S. You know, you're you're really just Intel inside, if you like, powering the today's infrastructure as opposed to going and building a second infrastructure that sits apart. On the journey, a few key points though. Um, one is is um, the ecosystem build out. Uh, you know, you talk about chiseling along the way. Um, you know, from kind of from the from the product designer, so way before it even hits you, but all the mm -hmm. way through. How are you bringing people on, and who's around the table as you build this through? You mentioned a few issuers, but in terms of you mentioned market data providers, you mentioned other platforms. You know, how intrinsically or in, intimately involved have they been through this project? Do you think the answer would be you need to start start somewhere, and um, and probably the the most important um, stakeholder to be convinced in this um, in this journey around 
structured products clearly were the issuers because in this market issue and issuer agents they 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 are they are one so they it's it's one role and therefore this was the starting point but when we when we when we realized and we, we were started to talk and and promote on 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 and 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 kind of um talk about d7 then and especially right now we see all the other stakeholders being i ah, okay what does it mean for us and how can we get engaged and connected? So it is really a, a, a bit of a staggered or a stepwise approach because in this market segment, if we couldn't have convinced the issuers, which are, which are um, uh, some of the key um, um, beneficiaries of this, then probably the, um, uh, we, couldn't, we, could have, we couldn't have mobilized the, uh, the community here. Um, and for the others, um, I think for the others now, over time, they'll realize, hmm, um, uh, why should I get uh, market data from somewhere else if I can get it from the directly from the golden source? So in my view, the D7, the, the, I would say the data play, is it's just it is just slightly slightly picking picking up. The other thing probably is uh, that um, uh, we are a trusted third party. We are a trusted third party today. And we, we claim that this will be one of our roles, being a market organizer and a trusted third party in future. And if people all, uh, if, 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 if market participants and stakeholders all of a sudden realize, oh, I get the, I get the, the next generation of uh, digital market infrastructure, which is the same level of trust and the same level of uh, kind of comfort to drive this car. Then, then it's exactly what is, what is attracting them to say, okay, what is in it for me? And I have to say, for some of the uh, of the uh, requests we are getting, we don't have an answer yet, or we have to say, ah, we'll get there, but probably not not yet. But um, you already see that um, that once we have started with the with the issuers and issue agents, that now the others the others are, are really are really following, and then obviously we are we are then building out this along these different stakeholders, along potential future asset classes, and along additional functionality. Um, kind of um, um, covering not only the issuance piece, but obviously having talked about, um, um, uh, for example, auto knockouts, which we which we are which we will provide, then uh, the rest of the uh, of the life cycle. Um, so this is is a kind of yeah. different different ways yeah. or different vectors to expand. So if, if I hear right, it's quite interesting. It's it's a an evolution, as you said, you start with the product designer and the product issuer, and effectively, as you said, you give them uh, all the tools to be able to, to, as you said, innovate in the same way as Spotify. But I think, as you said, as, as you then move through the rest of the ecosystem, the benefits actually morph because you, as you're starting to talk to the the dealers, the whole, you know, the traders, the the market participants, you know, then presumably then it, it clicks over not so much to the speed of issuance, but to the reliability and the security of knowing that, as you said, we don't need to be re- reconciling against 5,000 different sources, uh, et cetera, et cetera, get rid of the Chinese whispers and just know that what we're talking about is right. If, if I may, there's another important aspect which sometimes, um, in my view, is a bit um, um, overemphasized. Everyone is talking about DLT and disintermediation. I, to me, this is a muse. So what we are trying, if, if we really develop this kind of next community and... and uh, um, I would say um, debt capital market products is probably the next one. Um, we want to work with the stakeholders who are there. I, I was talking to another uh, to a market participant. He said, "I don't want to lose my client." I said, 
we don't want you to lose your clients uh, as well. We don't want to lose. Uh, uh, we don't want to make you to lose your role in this in in a, in a community around an asset class. But the question, the point is rather being enabler to efficiency and enabler again to new products. I give you an example, and I, I made it um, uh, recently. Um, when we when we move from floor trading to electronic trading, yeah, everyone said, oh. Market makers will be gone. No one needs a market maker. I was on our floor yesterday. It, it is and it is it is uh, still um, um, market makers. Now their their new word is specialists. They are still around. They are helping. They are liquidity provider to less liquid um, um, instruments on our electronic trading system, etc. And I believe that. We still will need an underwriter. We still need uh, the person who is interacting with the issuer. We still need the custodians in a certain extent. We need the the players who who have the the kind of uh, investors uh, communities in their back. So the 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 interdealer, uh, the the arrangers. The point is, we need all these roles. Will these roles change potentially in in depths and and the way how um, revenue is generated? Most probably yes, but kind of. Um, Taking taking on this journey without um, uh, being inclusive with all the with all the market participants and stakeholders won't work, and I think it's not realistic. So I'm not I'm I'm not in the in the camp of those say the protocol uh, is the only thing to trust and it will resolve everything. Two big question marks. One is um, the protocol has as well been developed by individuals. So the question is, you do not trust the protocol. Finally, in the end, you still trust an individual. And the third thing is, I don't believe in in self-governed things. I believe in 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 trusted environments where where regulation is around and where trusted third parties have a certain uh, role in uh, in orchestrating things. No, absolutely. And so, just to briefly walk through um, the, you know, it, if you put. 2015 as your starting point to now. Um, mm. the, the struggles and, and and some of the surprises, I suppose, that you've seen along the way. I would say it is, um, we, we tried out a lot. I mean, uh, in the ideation exploration phase, you are trying out a lot. You are playing around with different technologies, etc. Um, so this is one thing to um, kind of um, be open to what is happening on the uh, technology side. And I would say, um, in all fairness, you as well need to adapt uh, your opinion and views because um, there are certain developments. People are making their own journeys. And if, for example, if you would have talked to to players in our industry two years ago, then people say, I cannot imagine uh, that uh, public protocols could be part of a digital solution. It needs to be private permissioned. If you talk to people nowadays, they say, ah, um, if we can come to a, a point where we can create an, an environment where we are as public as possible, but as trusted as necessary in our regulatory environment, I probably would go there. I mean, we have seen EIB issuances uh, uh, on Ethereum. We, uh, if you if you look at players like Societe Generale Forge, how they are playing and interacting with traditional finance and DeFi. And so this kind of journey, like not embracing what is happening in DeFi and not being an enabler to um, to market participants to embrace this would just probably be not the right thing. So this is the technology piece. If you look at regulation, I mean, regulation has started um, and has come a long way. I mean, we had the kind of uh, early early, uh, uh, early adapters. We've seen uh, Gibraltar, we've seen Malta, we have seen um, um, Liechtenstein with all uh, um, different approaches, good approaches. Now, we have seen the we are we are, we are um, 
watching the established um, and, and huge economies and we have now the, the European framework around Mika, around the pilot regime, etc. So this has come along. So um, and um, you need to you need to carefully um, try to uh, pick the point when you say, okay, um, um, regulation is sound enough and stable enough, uh, then upon which you can then invest because investment in infrastructure is always a kind of long-term investment and substantial investment. So therefore, you need to be you need to have this kind of a stable ground. And then the third thing is obviously you need to um, you need to have the um, uh, the the kind of use case and the market case which which generate the the the, the value or the value add to uh, to potential users to uh, to really transform and do the migration and start their journey. There are three things. One is I would always recommend um, do nothing is not an option. Yeah, no, do nothing is not an option because the learning curve we went through as Deutsche Börse and probably all the others. If you talk to ASX coming back to if you talk to SDX, it is all. A learning curve you need to you need to walk through as an organization and there is no way to jump it. The second thing I always say coming back to my music well, yeah, uh, find your DJs, find your superstars in product development because this is this is where the magic happens finally. And if the the, the market participants will earn uh, as smart money as their as their product developers uh, are smart and are enabled enabled to embrace this new world of trad fee and defi and the third thing is don't be afraid of shared infrastructures yeah shared infrastructure will have an implication because otherwise shared infrastructure based on new technology now talking about disruption people like to word use this word disruption yeah talking about disruption so meaning changing value chains how value is created yeah it will it will probably result and hopefully result in some uh, a bigger shared infrastructure where you can really Lego in uh, out of different smart contracts etc. Your your next product, but in order to, if you are not afraid, then you can accept that uh, you probably lose a certain control, but at the same time you are gain, you are gaining um, um, depths and 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 width and and uh, and and possibility and choice on on becoming creative. Um, and and I think this is this is an important an important element. And by the way, for yeah. us as 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 financial market infrastructures, we need to um, to uh, to kind of bridge the challenge to provide something uh, probably around public uh, public networks where we are not in control of every component of the network and still want to provide the level of trust. And certainty to market participants. So this is this is our challenge, really. If we talk about the decentral part and the DeFi part, so this is being afraid of that of the future. It will change. It will probably be the biggest hurdle in everyone's head and in the culture of organizations, our clients, but um, to a certain extent, to even to those who who offer these uh, these solutions going forward. I always find uh, important when you when you uh, speak is uh, when you talk about all the the proofs of concept, the sandbox exercises that are in the market, which are all very nice and good to your point for the learning. But at some point, you have to come to a, a scalable solution, right? Because otherwise, it, it's just you in your little environment running your little yeah. thing uh, in your little ecosystem, and then you're going to have an atomized array of ecosystems that don't speak to each other. So perhaps these two aspects we could also cover to me i would say and you can kind of 
people are tired of proof of concepts. I mean, if you if you if you talk to people and if you talk to market participants, ah, uh, um, uh, I cannot convince any any internal body decision body on oh, let's do another proof of concept, or let's do another let's do another uh, kind of um, a pilot trade or so. I think we are now at the point where where we need uh, where, where real production live and ready infrastructure is needed which obviously comes at a at, at a different uh, at a different uh, size of uh, exactly of investment i believe that running infrastructure is is um financial market infrastructure are there for a reason so um, we are neutral and we, we we know how to run and operate infrastructure how to build it up and i believe that there will be not um not hundreds of infrastructures around which then provide the uh, the economies of scale which you need then uh, and this kind of end-to-end -end experience uh, uh, in future and I hope that to a certain extent that at the same time I said oh you need you need to you need to uh, get started but at the same time you need to carefully look at do you really want to build out your own infrastructure or do you want to take a decision ah which infrastructure might be um Uh, uh, might be uh, uh, there to last and 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 successful, and to which infrastructure to connect. Uh, because if everyone bootsteps its own infrastructure, then uh, we have a lot of sunk costs, the, not the economies of scale, and exactly not the benefits from the next level of of of, of technology, which can span span much broader. Uh, along this digital instrument than uh, than probably nowadays infrastructure can. And the question is like, do do you offer a, a kind of model to digital transformation to the industry? And in my view, there there there, there will be not many models uh, around there. And 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 if everyone tries to, simple example, if you try as an organization to connect to to three, four, five. Um, um, Protocols like take whatever, take uh, Corda, take Quorum, take uh, um, uh, Ethereum and and uh, Hyperledger. Then then you are already then you are already um, you are already in a multiple multiple um, connectivity and and transformation uh, game. And finally, our industry switching cost in our industry has always been uh, um, a, a, a critical point of decision. Like. A, when do I when when do I do the switch? When I do the transform? When do I connect? And to to which infrastructure do I connect? And probably as as few as possible. And therefore, probably another thing we are we really try to want to take away this headache of switching cost and what to pick because if you look at the digital menu, it is pretty rich nowadays. And everyone is like a bit ooh confused. What what shall I do? Yeah, and and what is what is the different technology for? What is DLT for? Uh, DLT, what problem do you want to resolve? Do you want to resolve the problem of trust in between parties? Then you think about blockchain. Do you want to resolve a mutualization problem of data, which we to a certain extent do with the, with the digital instrument? Or do you want to participate in the in the new um, um, digital asset classes, Yeah, be it crypto, be it alternative digital assets, um, 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 stable coins, etc., etc. So the question is, the question is like, what, what is the reason why why you engage and uh, in which way you you engage? 
that's a, a huge point. So we've covered a, a vast amount of ground, and it's it's so clear, I think, in terms of you know the the fundamental principles, but also the journey that you guys are on. Fast forward uh, briefly to uh, to next year and the year after. You know, you're talking about the chiseling away. You're talking about the continuation down the ecosystem. You know, and we've talked about scale. Um, what does D7 look like in 12, 18 months? Would you say? Yeah, um, uh, good question. And first of all, um, I hope that in 12 months we see um, um, a kind of a really lively activity in, in structured products and uh, more than the, the than the group of first movers uh, connected to um, to D7. Second, I hope that we see the first kind of um, third-party platforms connected to D7. And thirdly, on our uh, journey, I hope that um, that we see. Um, debt capital market products already. We 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 already have as of November. We'll have um, uh, the kind of uh, a commercial paper. Um, we are commercial paper ready, I would say. Uh, but um, clearly to extend it to midterm notes, and if I if I may say, uh, clearly uh, ESG in that context is uh, is uh, on our agenda. Um, we hopefully see a, a solution which is n- not. Uh, not only uh, uh, German, but um, we are working on on Luxembourg. It's not a secret. We are working on the Luxembourg, uh, um, so to expand it into the Luxembourg jurisdiction. And um, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be too rich, but um, this is this is already yeah. some of the things which we we have a. I would say we have a very um, um, clear agenda. But last thing, it's obviously as always. Speed and adoption depending is strongly depending on market demand and uh, and how the how the market it's a push and pull how the market uh, pulls. Uh, but uh, we are ready to uh, to provide more clearly more functionality to the market mm. and to really scale up. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. So it's it's a fascinating. That's the key thing is that it's not only scaling what you've already built, but also adding new functionality. So it's not uh, it's not one, nor is it the other. The journey's never finished, but I think that that two-dimensional roadmap is uh, is also very key in terms of how people perceive this, that it's got to pay its, be- pay its way. Yeah. Structured product have to scale, but ultimately yeah. the innovation continues. So Jens, thank you so much. It's a, a, a very complete conversation. I've, I feel like uh, anyone listening to this is gonna to have to rewind and listen to it all again, just to make sure they don't miss anything. So thank you very, very okay. much. And next time you stream music, think of securities, huh? There you go. Yeah. Think of how okay. my warrant looked like. <laughs> okay. Thank Magic. you. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Cheers.